0: Everybody out there in podcast land, it says Chris, the public safety guru, a.k.a. the EMT tutor, bringing you this exciting announcement. I have revamped memberships and you can now access exclusive content, which includes quizzes, practice tests, block exams, practice final exams, study guides and other resources for the low cost of $4.99 a month. And when you're done with your EMT program or taking the National Registry exam, you can cancel. Now, you can join from your favorite podcast app, but it's best if you do it from Spotify or our Patreon channel. If you join from your podcast app, all you need to do is send me an email to Guru at gmail.com letting me know that you signed up. But if you do it from Patreon, I get instant notification which grants you instant access to our Google Drive which has all of these resources including the ad-free version of this podcast. But wait, here is the most exciting part. When you subscribe, you get access to our all new Discord channel which allows you to have interaction with me where you can ask me specific questions as it relates to your EMT program or prepping for the National Registry exam. But let's just say you just have that question where you're not understanding something. Well, we can answer that question through Discord, and that's what I'm really excited about. And last, you can interact with this EMT community and help each other. All right, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, at the EMT Tutor, and I almost forgot, if you're looking for us at Patreon, Search for the EMT tutor. All right, let's get on with your learning. Today, we're gonna be talking about lifespan development. And this is the last lecture in the foundation block. Remember, the foundation block is exactly what it sounds like. It's the foundation to your EMT learning. After this lecture, we're gonna be building upon this information by having lectures on patient assessment, airway management, You're gonna have a medical block, a pharmacology block, a trauma block, and then a special consideration block, but all of those blocks will build upon the information that you receive in this foundational lecture. All right, let's get to this. As with previous lectures, we're going to first identify the knowledge domains of this lecture. Remember, knowledge domains is the information that you need to know for testing purposes as well as national registry testing. Okay, so you need to know the following terms to designate a stage of life. Infant, toddlers, preschoolers, school-age children, adolescents slash teenagers, early adults, middle age adults. You also need to know the physical and psychosocial characteristics of these groups. Now for skills, There should be no skills objective in your class, as this is just mostly, once again, a foundation block. The first group we're going to talk about are neonates and infants. A neonate is considered birth to one month, and then an infant is one month to one year. Now, as far as the physical changes, the pulse rate of this group should be 90 to 180 beats per minute, and this will be at the time of birth. Shortly after birth, the heart rate can change to 100 to 160 beats per minute. Now, as far as respirations, respirations normally will be 30 to 60 breaths per minute. Once again, shortly after birth, the respiratory rate can change to 25 to 50 respirations per minute. By the one year mark, respirations should be about 20 to 30. Now, as far as blood pressure, blood pressure at this stage will correspond to the patient's weight, thus blood pressure will increase as the person ages. Now as far as weight, the neonate on average should weigh about six to eight pounds. 25% of that weight is in the head. After two weeks, infants grow at a rate of 30 grams a day. Infants will double their weight by four to six months of age it will triple by the end of the first year. Now, in regard to the cardiovascular system, the neonate at birth switches from fetal to independent circulation. They are no longer dependent on the mother. Now, on the pulmonary system, infants less than six months are prone to nasal congestion. The rib cage is soft and flexible, and the ribs sit horizontally. The tongue of the infant is proportionally larger And it is the number one obstruction of infants. Okay, nervous system. Now, there are a few reflexes that you need to be aware of in regards to infants. The first reflex is called the moral reflex, M-O-R-O. The moral reflex is when an infant is startled, they will open up their arms wide, spread their fingers and grab at objects. Then we have the palmar grasp reflex. This is when you place something inside of the infant's palm and they grasp at it. The next is the rooting reflex. If you were to touch the neonate's cheeks, this will cause the neonate to move its head in that direction. And then we have the suckling reflex. And this is when a neonate will attempt to suckle when lips are touched. Now, the reason why this is important is that it allows you to do an assessment on an infant. If you know what normal is for an infant, then you'll know what abnormal looks like. So if an infant is not responding to some of these reflexes, you could pretty much conclude that the infant is possibly altered, which will allow you to conduct a further assessment on their neuro or possibly try to key in on what is causing them not to have these natural responses now when you are dealing with this age group we have to talk about the fontanelles the fontanelles are the soft spaces between the bones which over time will fuse to form the skull the posterior fontanelle will fuse after three months and then the anterior fontanelles believe it or not take almost 9 to 18 months to fuse this is why we're always gently caring for a neonate infant's head area. Now, in regards to psychosocial changes, the neonate will immediately interact and react to their environment at birth. Crying is their method of communication, and it's usually that communication of distress. I have, you know, peed in my diaper. I am hungry. The infant will let their caretaker know they need something through crime bonding is based on a secure safe attachment and what this means is dependent on how the infant is treated by their caregiver will determine how they react to the caregiver for example in anxious avoidant this is formed when the infants are repeatedly rejected by their caregiver And as such, they'll have little emotion to their parents or that caregiver. Unlike separation anxiety, where older infants don't want to be separated from their parents or caregiver and they will cry. Now, within the first 18 months of an infant's development, they will either trust or mistrust their caregiver based upon if their needs are being met. Now we're gonna move on to toddlers and preschoolers. Now as far as toddlers, the age is considered one to three years of age. For preschoolers, it's three to six years of age. Now once again, we're gonna talk about pulse, respiratory, and blood pressure. So the normal pulse rate will be between 90 to 150 beats per minute. The respiratory rate will be 20 to 30 respirations per minute and the blood pressure normally systolically should be about 80 to 100. And if we were to write that down would be MM capital H G. Now the physical changes of preschoolers for them, their pulse rate should be around 80 to 140 beats per minute. Their respiratory rate will be 20 to 25 respirations per minute. And their blood pressure should be about the same of 80 to 100. Now, in this stage of development, this is where their passive immunity starts or begins to be developed. They'll have neuromuscular growth, which progresses considerably at this stage. Now, as far as psychosocial changes, both of these groups will begin to speak during this stage of development. At three years of age, basic language is mastered. Children usually begin to interact with each other through game playing. By 18 to 24 months, the cause and effect is understood by this group. And what does that mean? It means that if they do X, Y will happen. And this is where that self-preservation of lying kicks in. This group will also start to notice the differences of their gender, and this is where they start having gender identity through their role models. All right, we're gonna move on to school-age children. As children start to get older, their vital signs start to approach the normal adult rates. For pulse, respiratory, and blood pressure, for school-age children, their pulse should, on an average, be between 70 to 120 beats per minute. Their respiratory rate is 15 to 20 respirations per minute and their blood pressure should be systolically between 80 to 110. Now they'll have obvious physical trait and body function changes. On average, this group will gain four pounds a year, and then brain activity increases in both hemispheres. Now, as far as psychosocial changes, children begin to learn different types of reasoning. Preconventional reasoning is when a child will act purely to avoid punishment to get what they want. Conventional reasoning is when a child will look for approval from their peers. And then post-conventional reasoning is when a child makes decisions guided by their conscious. At this point, children have started to develop their self-concept and esteem. Okay, so let's talk about that fun group for most parents, adolescents and teenagers. At this stage of development, adolescents are considered 12 to 18 years of age and their vital signs begin to sync with adult ranges. The pulse rate will be between 60 to 100 beats per minute. Respiratory rate will be 12 to 20 respirations per minute and blood pressure systolically should be between 90 to 110. This group will experience a two to three year growth spurt with girls finishing around the age of 16 and males at 18. The reproductive system has matured with sexual development taking place pubic hair and auxiliary hair will begin to appear. Voice changes will begin, particularly for males. For females, the menstruation cycle will begin. Now, as far as the psychosocial changes, this is considered the age of conflict as teenagers challenge the authority and rules as they try to find their place in the world. As you probably remember, this group will be concerned with privacy issues, their self-consciousness will increase, they will struggle to find their identity, and they will have a need to be treated as an adult. But, as we see, most parents will still treat a teenager as a child. This is also the stage of the antisocial behavior, and teenagers adolescents are more prone to peer pressure, which means they can start smoking, there might be a use of drugs and alcohol, be pressured into teenage sex, and this is also a time where we start seeing people suffer from eating disorders. At this point, the ethics and values of the teenager is really established and influenced by their family. Unfortunately, this is also the stage where there's a higher risk of suicide. Okay, now we're gonna be moving on to early adults, and this age group is considered 19 to 40 years of age. The normal pulse rate for this age group is 70, but remember, normal is still considered 60 to 100 beats per minute. Respiratory rate will be 12 to 20 respirations per minute, and blood pressure systolically should be between 90 to 140. Now the body at this stage is at its peak. In other words, this is gonna be the best it's ever going to be. The optimal level is between the ages of 19 to 25 years of age. Trust me, I do not like reading that and I do not like saying that. After 25, the body functions begin to decline and obviously you can hear my joy with that so it probably gives you an idea of how old I am. For psychosocial changes, the adult life is centered around work, family, and because of that will induce a high degree of stress. Adults strive to find their place in the world via their careers, family, and home. And this is considered the most stable time of all development stages. Now for middle adults, that age group is between 41 to 60 years of age. As far as the physical changes, the vital signs will remain the same, might start experiencing possible vision and hearing loss. Cardiovascular health may start to become an issue because once again, depending on how you treat your body when you were younger, will depend on what type of life you have when you're older. There's an increased chance of cancer. For women, menopause could possibly take place between the ages of 40 and 50. And then certain disease processes will start to creep up on certain groups. And those diseases are diabetes, hypertension, and weight problems. Now, as far as psychosocial changes, most adults at this stage are still focused on achieving life goals. Finances can become a problem. Now for some children at this stage will leave home and this group will have to readjust their life. However, as we're seeing with today's economy, there could be a strong possibility that adult children have not left the house. And this group is also responsible for taking care of their adult children, as well as aging parents. Yet, Because of all your life experiences, you have the ability, or this group has the ability to handle this life stress. In other words, you have developed the skills to handle this stress. Okay, now we're gonna talk about older adults and the age is considered 61 and older. Unfortunately, this is the stage of development where the body begins the dying process And this will be the group that you will see during your EMS travels. Now the physical changes. Well, the life expectancy is constantly changing. On average, most men will live to be 78.6 years. And the life expectancy of a woman is 81.1 years. Now, as far as vital signs, this will depend on the overall health of the adult, any medical conditions and medications they may take. Many older adults are prone to medical problems which require them to take medications to stabilize those problems. Now, in regards to the cardiovascular system, this will begin to decline due to arteriosclerosis. Once again, how you treat your body when you're younger will depend on what type of life you will have when you're older. The heart rate and cardiac output will begin to decline. Cardiac output can no longer meet body demands, and this is one of the reasons why as far as like we'll have hardening of the arteries which require the heart to work harder there's going to be a decline of blood cell production and overall blood volume will decline now as far as the respiratory system the size of the airway decreases which means there could be a more likelihood of aspiration and obstruction The surface area of the alveoli also decreases and the lungs become less elastic. And what this will lead to is breathing can become more labored. By age 75, some adults can experience a 50% reduction of their vital capacity than when they were younger. They'll have respiratory mass loss, increased stiffness of the thoracic cage, and a decreased surface area for lung exchange. Now let's start talking about some of the systems, or I should say some of our body systems. Now in regards to the endocrine system, as we get older, insulin production will decrease. While physical activity decreases, people do not decrease their food intake, and the pancreas may not be able to produce enough insulin leading to diabetes mellitus. There will also be a decrease in regular hormone production. For the digestive system, gastric and intentional function may change, which will inhibit nutritional intake. Your taste will decrease. Salivation secretion decreases, which reduces the body's ability to process complex carbohydrates. Intestines begin to lose the ability to move food, and gallstones can become common. Now, for the renal system, renal filtration declines by 50%, between 20 to 90 years of age. Kidney mass can decrease by 20% and there could be a decreased ability to clear waste and a decreased ability to conserve fluids. Now, as far as the nervous system, the brain may shrink 10 to 20% by age 80. Motor and sensory networks will become slower. We definitely lose neurons and our sleep pattern changes the peripheral nerves diminish, causing a diminished loss of sensation, which then increases our action time. And then there's longer delays between stimulation and motion, and there's an increased chance of falling. On sensory changes, at this stage, the adult may be required to use glasses or hearing aids, and it's common to have visual distortions. Hearing loss is four times more common than vision loss. Okay. At this point, if you're not depressed, let's see if we can actually hit that psychosocial changes. Most adults will retain high levels of brain function until about five years before death in the five years preceding death, mental functions decline. And this is a theory that's referred to as the terminal drop hypothesis. Statistics indicate approximately 95% of elderly live at home. Financial limits restrict access to health care and medications. Believe it or not, 50% of single women over the age of 60 are currently living at or below the poverty level. And as we have seen, unfortunately, at this stage of development, elderly begin to face their own mortality, which could cause them to be isolated and or depressed. Doesn't getting old sound fun? All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for lifespan development. Once again, this is the last lecture, lecture six of the foundation block. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the EMT tutor to get up to date information about new lectures, resources, study guides, and when our EMT tutoring app will eventually be live. If you'd like to help support this podcast, you can become a member while you're in EMT school and cancel at any time. And you can find that information in the description below or heading on over to thepublicsafetyguru.com. All right, once again, thank you and happy EMT.